Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Explore Traveler podcast. Your host, John Gentry. And today, I just want to like go over some of the latest things that I'm seeing that's impacting travel. Uh, so, within the United States, that happens to be where I have a lot of information of, because that's where I'm from, we're noticing that when you make international tickets, whether it is from the East Coast or the West Coast, there's almost a $500 five federal tax on each ticket. So that's a very large tax, right? So imagine, you know, you see the airlines, they say, oh, it's like $800 or whatever to Hong Kong or whatever. Well, it's not because they've got a $500 tax on top of that. Then you've got a bunch of other taxes and you've got fuel surcharges. And before you know it, you're above 1500 or you're around 1800 to 1900 which is, you know, I just saw a plane ticket that was 1700 and I was like, wow, that's like the cheapest deal you could get. And that's like, you know, from doing it from a foreign country. So one thing to keep in mind that these airlines have their own algorithms that are running. And those algorithms, they look at where you, they think you're at, right? Now, in theory, you should be able to change that with a VPN. And, for example, if you're trying to make a ticket and you're in New York City, you probably want to change your VPN to another country, such as, I don't know, Singapore or something. Something where it's not going to just flag you and say, hey, you know, we think you you can pay more money, so we're going to raise the cost of the ticket, because that does happen. These services such as Expedia, a lot of these... They do help in a sense that they can show you where the cheapest tickets might be. However, normally the best prices are directly with the airlines, but that is not always the case. It it really can change um, from situation to situation. So we're starting to wonder if the federal government in the United States is deliberately making these tickets more expensive because they don't want you to fly internationally i don't know you'll have to make up your own mind but that is something to consider now once you're out of the united states and you're out of the european union we're noticing that worldwide plane tickets are actually quite affordable um in some cases uh within internally within asia they're actually very affordable so we're seeing, you know, tourists from China heading over to KL and to other places because they're getting some really good deals on plane tickets. Um, so it's just kind of a, depends, you know, kind of where you're going, what you're trying to do. Obviously, if you go to a really hot spot, you know, Singapore is going to run you higher than, you know, to, than KL. Because Singapore is just really nice and so people like to go there. So it really depends. Um, you know, flying to Australia, of course, that's longer distance. So you're going to pay more for fuel. And so you have things like that. Even though the cost of fuel has come down, those fuel surcharges by some of these airlines, they haven't gone away. So they're, they're using it. It appears to be some of a profit margin thing. Some other things that we have been seeing is, um, let's see, how do we say this? Uh, so internally... Within each country, um, there's some things going on globally from an economic standpoint. 
Um, we don't know exactly if it's one root cause or if it's multiple root causes, but we're seeing that um, even though the dollar has gotten weaker to a certain extent in comparison to some currencies, it's gotten stronger in comparison to others. And to, uh, so, you know, such as you know, Indonesian you know, currency, Malaysian currency, etc., we're seeing that the purchasing power from a U.S. dollar standpoint has actually gone up. Um, but it could change from day to day. So you have to look at those um, currencies, those changes that allows you to be able to, you know, buy and sell fairly easily. As far as how things are going on internationally from, you know, using for travel on some of these alternative currencies, uh, I mean, it depends on where you're at, right? I mean, uh, I know that Ecuador has got something going on there. And you can look into that possibility and see. I'm not going to get into details here because all that kind of stuff gets flagged and just really hurts the podcast. But we've written about it and talked about it in the past, so you kind of know our stance on it. Um, but when you want to you know, consider with your current travel situation, you want to take these things into consideration. And if you can, uh, if you can find a way to get your ticket cheaper by using a VPN, we'd appreciate that you kind of let us know in the comments of the podcast because, you know, we're curious if this still works, right? Um, I noticed that I turned on, we're international, so I turned on my VPN because uh, I need to have it on for certain banking stuff. And the, the tickets got more expensive, not not by a lot, but probably by about two hundred dollars. Which, when you're already dealing with probably, you know, five hundred dollar federal, the main federal tax, plus several hundred dollars in other taxes, you know, that really adds up, right? So there's something going on there, and keep that in mind when you're traveling. Um, I think. Um, Something that people need to look at more is train travel. So train travel within Asia, at least, appears to be pretty economical. Um, now granted, it can be a problem if you're on an island nation such as Singapore. Because as far as I know, there's no train across that bridge. But if you you know take a car hire from Singapore to the border of Malaysia... And you can get in another car, car hire, which is a Malaysian taxi, basically. And you can they will take you to the train station, right? And then once you're at the train station in Malaysia, um, you know, there is a high-speed rail. I, 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 don't, I know it goes out of KL and to the south, but I don't know if it goes to the north. But it probably does. Um, but you could probably get, you know, higher-grade tickets for extremely good prices. So that's something to consider as well. Make your dollar go farther and uh, find ways to enjoy yourself and, and you get to see some really interesting things along the way if you're in a sleeper car and you're going from you know north malaysia all the way to south malaysia and you've you know uh, brought stuff and you got the money for whatever snacks you know i mean it's probably going to be a pretty interesting trip probably exciting too so there's that to consider as well um i mean i've always thought it would be cool to take the Siberian Express. I think it goes from like China all the way through Russia. Um, that would be pretty cool. I don't know if you can do that these days with geopolitics the way they are, but 
it would be a very interesting trip, to say the least. Uh, so currently, uh, so we've been traveling around to some of the areas in Asia, and I would say hotel occupancy was not at 100%. So um, we've probably said for more than, you told you more than once, we have a tendency to go to Marriott hotels because we've got lifetime status there. But some of these hotels, usually they would be at much higher occupancy. So they're not that bad, but we're noticing some weird things within the hotels. I mean, they, they claim they're not doing things, but for example, floors that have no aircon turned on, um, you know, areas outside of the concierge, like when the aircon was turned off, um, things like that. So it's just kind of unusual things you never would have seen ever in the past. And so, now this was a main, I'm not going to say what the hotel was because it might just been a maintenance issue, but that's something that we saw in Malaysia, at least. Um, over in Doha, no, no, everything was just on board, top notch, five star all the way. I mean, they, 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 they have a their reputation and they're not going to stop that unless things get really bad. So, there, so there's some weird things going on economically. I think some of these businesses, I wouldn't say they're struggling, but, you know, if you're KL Hotel, I mean, if you're, if you're not getting people from Hong Kong or mainland China, I mean, they're probably going to be a problem. There's a lot of hotels in KL right now, and they're pretty high end, so um, they're definitely going to need, you know, those high spenders from Hong Kong and mainland China, and there's a lot of them, you know, there is definitely a lot of them. Everybody doesn't you know, within the West doesn't quite understand that a lot of the wealth moved East a long time ago. And these people are now traveling. It's kind of like the Japanese of the 1980s, you know, it's kind of like that. Um, now this, the, you know, the Chinese are kind of traveling worldwide. So if you're looking for some more information on some of our different travel adventures, whether it's our videos or whether it's some of our articles, make sure you head on over to exploretraveler.com. And, uh, you know, please share those articles onto your social media. It really does help us reach more people. And that is kind of our goal is to help people travel, give people travel ideas, show people what we do from a middle class standpoint. And so head on over to exploretraveler.com's website. And please uh, think about sharing one of our articles. And it's something that we kind of started up. I mean, we've, we've had a YouTube channel for some time, but we weren't really actively publishing on it. Um, we weren't sure what to do. And you know, video was something that we did, but it wasn't something that we focused on a lot. But that's kind of changed this year. So if you were to go over to Explore Traveler's YouTube channel, you'll notice that we have a lot of content this year. So we've been sending you, we've got high-end videos on the whole trip into Doha, Qatar, KL, Malaysia, Penang, Malaysia, and etc. So we're doing shorts in between these videos. So, if you, you know, just little things here and there that kind of shows you some of the backstory because shorts are only 60 seconds. So it doesn't give us a lot of time to show you. But if you want to know a lot of information, man, we got a ton of stuff going up on our YouTube channel. So between the YouTube channel and between our articles, um, that we post on the website, 
There's even some unique articles that we post exclusively over on LinkedIn. So if you're on LinkedIn, feel free to go over there and see that. Um, that's a very large, you know, thing for us because we have a lot of people that you know follow us there and follow our newsletter there. So make sure if you want to get some of this unique information that's not on the website, it kind of goes to subscribers. And this doesn't cost anything. But if you go to exploretraveler.com, you'll notice that there's a sign up for the email newsletter. Um, do, you know, please sign up. Now I'm going to post the newsletter link in the comments here. So make sure that you sign up for that newsletter because that's going to give you, you know, we're going to post the latest video out to the email subscribers and out to the, the email subscribers on LinkedIn. So you're going to get, um, pretty much the same content it might be a little bit different but it's going to be pretty much the same um, it's going to be the article will be an article with each one it's a little longer on linkedin and a little shorter on the email just to keep people's email from getting you know we don't want to jam pack your email with spam or anything so until next time we hope that you consider uh checking this out um, follow us on whatever channel that you're listening to this podcast on and I don't travel on everyone. Talk to you later.